podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? Just uh, basking in the hashtag brand with our. Oh, it's a great. The, 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 the hashtag content was fantastic <laughs> this past week. Fantastic. Really- I don't know. I don't know what was better. Was it the. The quarterback picks, the the defense, just the streaming in general, or was it the fact that the Steelers beat the Cardinals? <laughs> I uh, I can't, I still can't believe that happened. By the way, I can't either. I'm right now. I'm in my office. My office has like I have this setup. It's a it's a it's a bigger office, and it's like I, I have like a couch in here and like a TV where I I play. I I I'm a gamer. I play video games, and is that bad? There's a strong correlation between people who play video games and play fantasy football, I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say correlation between people who play video games and, and commit mass murder, but... <laughs> I, that too. I, uh, I'm, not like, I'm not like a hardcore, ga- like hardcore gamer. I'm usually like, like sports games, and then like every once in a while I get into like particular games. But anyway... Well, no, but, but you're not... That doesn't make you abnormal. How old are you? 27? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that, uh, that that's normal. Old guy, no, like, no, no kids right now. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. I went out the other day and I bought a combination original Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Dude, that is the way to be. Oh, okay. So you're into that. No, oh, I'm so into that. I'm, I, I, there's, a, there's actually, there's a video game store that's like a mile from my house and it's, it's called Video Game World and they just have like, 40,000 different games from every, every imagine like every mall I feel like has this store, has that store where they have like the, like the old, like the, like the, yeah. the Segas and all that kind of stuff. Like they sell the games and stuff for them. Retro stuff. Yeah. That's what that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this place was. And I bought a bunch of games, including like Tecmo, including uh, QB Club 96. Nice. Dude, is that the one with, with Favre? I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, no. It's oh, uh, no, that was 98. That was 98. Yeah. This one has Steve Young on it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was. I was totally. My. I was. I was a Sega kid growing up, though. I was not a super super NES guy. I, you, I know. You know. I was so brand uh, loyal to to Nintendo that I would like. I would like scoff at 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 Sega stuff. <laughs> I would be like, that's not my brand. Like I like I'm well, a I'm a Nintendo guy. So yeah. I mean, I was I was a Nintendo sixty four guy, but I feel like I, that might have that might have been my generation, not your generation. Uh, and 64, well, I, I spent most of, you know, my time from age 13 to 16 playing Mario Kart. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I always, I always don't know because like you're, cause you're my brother's age. You're or maybe my sister's age. Who's a little bit younger than my brother, but they like, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what they experienced versus what I experienced. I was, I was so into N64. Like I'll whoop your ass in Mario Kart. What? 
It's not even. It's not. Have we had this discussion on here before? Uh, no, we've had it on Twitter, I think. And I mean, but we can both be Toad, so we'd have to be. Okay, okay, okay. But but at least you recognize the fact that Toad is the best character in that game, and you know you can. Ju- so it's like the litmus test. You say to someone that you you ask someone who do you use in Mario Kart sixty four, and if they say Yoshi or Toad, you know that they're good. Right. No. It's yeah. It's Yoshi or Toad, and don't at me if you disagree. Like right. There right. Is yeah. Disagreement. There. Yeah. There's there's absolutely no disagreement. Like that is. It's just like the same. It's just like if you ask someone if they, like if you want to figure out if they know football or not, you ask them what they think about uh, Jeff Fisher as a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> and what they and, and how they feel about Tony Romo as a quarterback. That that will give you a good idea of what of of how smart they are when it comes to football. But the the reason I brought it all up is because in my in my office I have a wall. And I stare at it every single day of old newspapers from when the Steelers and and Penguins too won their championships. And I'm looking at Santonio Holmes right now holding up the Lombardi, and I'm just picturing Martavis Bryant doing the same this year. Yeah, are you, are you talking about Martavis Bryant, the Steelers' best wide receiver? Ooh, oh my. there it uh, is. Uh, there it is. Such a burning take. It came just it just came out of my mouth as fire. I did. Dude, that he got so much yak on that touchdown, it was amazing. Oh, I no, I couldn't. I, I was watching Red Zone, and so he catches that in the middle of the field, and I was like, "All right, nice gain, nice gain." All right, he gets to the sideline. I was like, "Oh, oh, no, hey, that's that's solid, really solid." Yeah. And then he he cuts over, and I was like, "No, stop, it. no, <laughs> no." And he still he's like running in the clear. I was like, "No, this is not. This cannot be." It was you know it reminded me of Josh Gordon's magical 2013 yeah. where he did stuff like that. You know, he did stuff like that all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, the Steelers had no business winning that game. I feel like. Like just, I mean, before the game, obviously. I mean, I, I, no one expected them to win that game. It was pretty, pretty freaking awesome considering, uh, considering expectations. I, I mean, Carson Palmer was my cash game quarterback, and if you would have told me that he would eclipse four hundred yards and not not score twenty two fantasy points, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, I would. Well, no, four hundred yards. That that for Carson, that's also three touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at least this week he'll he'll make up for it this week against Baltimore. He's he's gonna he is going to absolutely annihilate that second. Well, he had three touchdown throws to freaking Michael Floyd. (laughs) Three. I know it was it was it was crazy. I was actually I was at a bar watching the game with uh, Michael Leone and and Michael Rathburn, two two DFS guys, because Leone was in town and. I was watching it with, like I think that they they were probably looking at me funny when I was <laughs> watching Martavis Bryant run the football on that on that play. I mean, like it's just because because the the TVs the TVs couldn't capture like what was going on further down the field, so you just assume there was another defender there, and then he just got by them. Were they were they looking at you funny because you were taking off your pants? At the oh point? yeah, well I mean that was part of it, right? Yeah, because I mean they probably didn't expect to see your underwear. Um, they, they didn't. The they didn't. So, they didn't. But but still, I mean, I, I mean, come on. Of course, you're gonna take off your pants. After <laughs> My the shirt was off. I'll say I'll I'll say that much. <laughs> oh man. So that it was a good good football week overall. Uh, the streamers, as we said, it was a great a, a great branding week for for living the stream. Uh, we'll start with the defenses from last week. Actually, before we do this, Denny. Yes. Talk about our sponsor. Yes, our sponsor is uh, dailyfantasycafe.com. They have uh, a variety of tools, all for free, by the way. Um, You just have to register 
and you get access to these uh, free tools like the Stack Generator, and they have a lineup optimizer. Um, it's really a, a great starting point, I think, for uh, finding players who you know you can shoehorn into your cash lineups and GPPs. So check it out, uh, dailyfantasycafe.com. Yeah, so the streamers last week, uh, defensive streamers, the Vikings, obviously, I mean, they played pretty well. Uh, they didn't allow a ton of points. The, the Kansas City offense couldn't do a thing. The Vikings finished with eight fantasy points, plus or minus a couple, depending on your standard scoring system. Uh, the Redskins had a return touchdown. They scored 11 points, which was fortunate because um, the, the Jets seemed to be doing whatever they wanted on them. Uh, and then the Titans kind of, I mean, they scored a couple points, but it wasn't nearly as, as good as what no. um, you know the initial analysis said uh, with them. Look, the Dolphins came out and they balled. Your, your team, man. It's your team. Oh, stop. But yeah, it's your team. No, it was it was a a, a, a great narrative week uh, for for narrative truthers. And part of the, I mean, one narrative coming in was that the new tough guy coach from Miami was going to turn the team around, and he did for one week. Yeah, Lamar. They actually gave Lamar Miller the ball, which was nice. Yeah, that was a, a good change of pace. But yeah, defenses were fine last week. And and what's interesting, Denny, uh, is that. We had the discussion about the Redskins defense and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how <laughs> how how you mentioned the Redskins defense, and then I mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick right after that, and uh, f- I mean f- it worked out for for both. Yeah, uh, they, they both did really well. Yeah, yeah, the Washington defense was fine, and then Fitzpatrick ended up rushing for a touchdown, throwing for another two. He had twenty five point two two fantasy points this past week. How vintage was that rushing touchdown? Oh, it was that- it was it was the most Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. play ever. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, and then the other – well, I'll just say the tight ends. We had Tammy, Gilmore, and Carrier, 6.26 and 7.9 PPR points, which if, you're, if your tight end doesn't score a touchdown, you'll take that from them. Um, I, don't, I don't mean that to cop out or anything. That's just the way that the tight end position works. Right. Um, and then uh, the quarterback position, I just mentioned Fitzpatrick. We had Bortles as kind of our number one guy, if you will. Uh, but, again, we're not really treating it that way. I want to talk about that in a second. Uh, Bortles at 22.94, Jay Cutler at 19.32, and Colin Kaepernick at 22.60. So the average quarterback score for 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 streamers this past week of the four was over 22 fantasy points. Nice. Which you know you'll take you'll take all day long for sure. Um, I just want to I want to talk about the uh, the idea of. Um, these uh, of of the way that we're treating uh, the quarterback position on this podcast because after last week we talked about how we're not giving our one Frankenstein streaming pick anymore. It's not going to be about that, and a lot of it has to again. I'll just reiterate what I said because there were some people that hit me up on Twitter and were like, "This is stupid. This is this is part of your hashtag brand." Right. Well, it, it, they said it's the reason they listen, which kind of blew my mind. Right, that blew my mind. Like, like if that's our point of differentiation, then we're doing a really bad job at this. Um, because we talk about a lot of other things other than the, our one confidence pick at the quarterback position. The, the real reason is, is not only because it's not an optimal way of choosing, as we talked about last week, but I looked at ownership percentages this week. Because the quarterback position is so bizarre and so crazy right now, that every league is so unique that it's very, very difficult to just get one quarterback streamer that kind of fits the mold of so many different leagues. Whereas in previous seasons, there were, you know, let's say three locked and loaded quarterback starters. Mm-hmm. And you knew that you kind of knew how the leagues were, were using quarterbacks. Whereas now it's you know like 
every quarterback it seems like has fifty percent ownership percentage. Yeah. So it's it's just it's really really difficult to just nail one pick and be like, hey, that's what we're gonna do. So no, that, no. that's 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 kind of the reasoning as well. There's a lot to it, and we also want to go into this with open minds and not having to think about having a high floor in case of hearing ridiculous backlash, kind of like what we did with Nick Foles in week three. Right. And, and uh, I mean, it, it, you can just look at Blake Bortles being owned in more than half of leagues, right? Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's remarkable. That's remarkable that, I mean, I, I understand like he, he is right now, he's a top five um, uh, fantasy quarterback. So it makes a lot of sense, but um, there are really high ownership percentages for guys who, you know, last year or very early this season were streamers. And you look at the top 12 quarterbacks and you see, I mean, what do you see? You see some, some elite names, obviously, but you also mm-hmm. see a lot of guys that we, that that are our bread and butter. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just not, it's not fair to us. It's not fair to you guys for us to just like have this constraint when, we're trying to kind of, you know, voice our opinions to, to all leagues, not just not just particular yeah, ones I, where yeah. where you have to play Landry Jones. You know, it's just it's smarter to do it this way. I have to say, I am encouraged by the number of t- of tweets I got this week saying, um, you know, that hey, I dropped uh, I dropped Peyton for Kaepernick or I dropped Peyton for Bortles, and you know, one because of it. And I mean, it's it was like we talked about last week. It's it was past time, you know, to yeah. to make that move. Um, it's and now it's past past time um, to to make that shift to you know someone who is not. Uh, uh, I mean, Peyton's not a QB two. Yeah, I mean right. he's not right now a QB two. And and uh, I do I do love I, I want to just mention this. I love how he had thrown the pick six last week against Cleveland, and then he came out and one of his first throws after that pick six was a um, basically a fifty fifty ball down the sideline that Emmanuel Sanders came down with. And he runs uh, the, the the rest of the way, sixty five yards for a touchdown. Right. And uh, and my uh, you know the Twitter feed was lit up with with Peyton's not dead yet. No, Peyton's dead. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 that bad. Four of his six performances, he scored under ten fantasy yeah. points. No, that 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 play doesn't make him not dead. No, oh, just absolutely. Just Absol- for- that 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 was Emmanuel Sanders. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. With with the quarterbacks right now, and just to be completely candid and to be completely transparent, part of this is kind of the, it's kind of similar to like tight ends as it's been in the past, yeah. where where we've we've now pinpointed like five like three of the top five quarterbacks in fantasy football as as potential every week starters with Dalton, Carson Palmer, even Ty God, if yeah. you want to throw him in, throw yeah. him in there, and it's now in in those position in this situation where of course we would be playing those quarterbacks but now we have to choose these other quarterbacks which is fine we love doing this uh, but at the same time it's it's not totally totally fair to us if I'm going to be completely candid um, to to kind of hold our hat on guys like Brian Hoyer when when if someone just listens to this podcast in week seven and they don't understand what has happened from week one through week six. It's not as it's not as fair to us, or or in the summer. I mean, we're talking about yeah. two, three, four weeks before the season started, and, and you know we talked about it a lot. The, the the goal of streaming is not to stream, and so if you you know if you're listening to the show, you know in August and late August, and you pick Carson Palmer in the thirteenth round, or you picked up Tyra Taylor off your waiver wire, you know you have a every week start. If you got Andy Dalton in the twelfth, 
right. <laughs> you know, I mean, these things, uh, you know, uh, are very beneficial and have been for you for the entire season. Yeah, I think you actually just nailed it, Denny. It's it's less about like us wanting to do this and doing this and wanting to do it accurately because we love. I mean, th- that's not at all what this is about. It, it it's more about the fact that like we want to preach streaming for what it actually is, and that's finding that every week starter mm-hmm. and. By, by not drilling that into people's heads and by, by thinking only in this Frankenstein way, you're, you're approaching this whole philosophy and this whole idea wrong. Right. So that, that's really, I think, the key reason for all of this. Yeah. And no offense to Frankenstein. I know it's his season, Halloween season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is his season. It is his season. All right, Denny. With that being said, uh, talk about some week seven streaming defenses. Yeah, so uh, I know... Um, my the the reaction to uh, my dreaming of streaming uh, column on the fakefootball dot com was um, why are you so high on Washington? But uh, they do have the highest streaming score of the week, and that's because um, they're facing Jameis Winston. And basically, I mean that's that it, it boils down to that. Um, <clears throat> so when you uh, when you strip out um, uh, spikes and throwaways uh, from from a quarterback's production. Uh, Jameis Winston is 32nd overall in completion percentage. Uh, that's that's really really bad. He's he's only completing 62% of non of of aim throws. They're called aim throws. Uh, and you know and that and that's you know what what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, a defense that applies pressure to quarterbacks, which Washington does. Um, even even last week, they did pressure Ryan Fitzpatrick quite quite a bit. He he handled it well, obviously. Um, uh, but uh, you know, with with pressure comes uh, inaccurate throws, and um, um, no one really is more inaccurate than uh, uh, Jameis Winston right now. So that's that's the thinking um, behind Washington. Um, uh, after Washington, um, I would uh, I would target uh, the Atlanta defense. Uh, they are on the road, which I'm not crazy about. But uh, Zach Mettenberger is expected to start uh, against the Falcons uh, with Marcus Mariota on the on the shelf for now. Um, the uh, you know the we we, we love favorites uh, with streaming defenses, and the Falcons are favored here. Um, and you know we'll, we'll talk about this later. Uh, I don't want to give away any. Uh, you know, uh, spoilers. Quarter- quarterback talk spoilers, but but uh, Zach Mettenberger is team DGAF. Okay. Yeah, I mean this guy uh, will throw it anywhere, uh, anytime, and and partly it's because he has a huge arm. He's like uh, Jay Cutler. He is no, he's Cutler esque. Yeah, he's Cutler esque definitely, uh, and that's great. I think that's great. You know, for for opposing defenses, I think we saw that we saw that last year in a few of his games. Uh, um, where he started, uh, he threw actually he threw one interception in every single game that he played last year, all seven games. Yeah. So that's so so be prepared. Yeah. Right. So you know, I, I just I think you know I don't think that the Titans are going to be in, in a position where they have neutral game script. You know, I think that they're going to have negative game script throughout, and he's going to have to do things, and that's good for the Falcons' defense. So there you go. Yeah. And then thirdly, uh, uh, I would if I couldn't get those two, I would uh, I would go with the Giants defense. And honestly, I, I you know the Giants defense looked pretty bad last night uh, to a point. I mean, Sam Bradford made them look good at times, but um, right. uh, the Giants uh, play at home um, against Dallas, and Matt Castle is the is is the point here. I actually think that um, 
that the Cowboys are a better streaming defense target with Castle under center than with Whedon. And I, and that, that comes pretty much directly from, uh, from Jerry Jones, uh, who said we, we wanted a, a quarterback who is more aggressive and more mm-hmm. willing to take shots. Uh, and that's why we're, we're switching to Castle. Um, you know, whereas Whedon was very conservative and that's, that's not something, you know, as you know, streaming against the Cowboys, <clears throat> That's not something we want to see as a conservative approach. We want to see – I want to see Castle flinging it everywhere, honestly. Right. I mean right. – and Castle might do well, but he also might throw three picks. So um, I, I I like the Giants uh, a third on that list. But I actually – home you know home field-wise, I actually understand if you roll with the Giants over the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love those picks. Washington was the one that jumped out to me whenever I did because I always I always throw my favorite streamer into fifteen transactions every week, and that was it was the Vikings last week, and then Washington was this week that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I was all about. I mean that that matchup really can't get much better, and they're playing at home. They're just they're just kind of a fickle defense. You don't really know what you're what to expect. Yeah, some weeks they look you know like borderline elite, and then and 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 yeah. uh, and other weeks not so much. They do, I, I will say, they do get um, uh, they they're pretty high on the list of quarterback hits, which is a good indication of pressure. Yeah. Um, and and Winston has been really bad under pressure. Yeah, very good picks. I like them a lot. Uh, from a quarterback standpoint, <clears throat> again. Ownership percentages are all over the place, so I'm going to mention Blake Bortles. He's owned in roughly 47, I think, ish percent of leagues. Um, so he's still kind of, I mean, he's still out there on the majority of waiver wires technically, but he's not the typical 20% owned that we would look for in a streamer. But he's worthwhile to mention. He now has four top 10 performances over his last five games, including three top six performances, which is absolute insanity coming from, from Blake Bortles. Uh, he's got close to the same opportunity that he did last year in terms of uh, pass attempts and so on. Except this time, you know, this year he's he's been much more efficient than he was last year. Uh, he's not nearly as good as what people think. Uh, if you're looking at like n- number fires passing that expected points metric, Bortles is still a below average passer because of the picks that he throws. I mean, we saw three interceptions last week, um, but he's still good enough given the opportunity that he's seeing from a fantasy perspective. And, and the other point to that is that their rushing offense isn't very strong, so they're kind of forced to use those wide receivers in the red zone, which is really good for him. Uh, he also, don't forget, has 21 or more rushing yards in all but one game this season, which is nice because that takes away a turnover. Yeah, yeah, no, that he and he's willing to take off. I mean, like, yeah, like you, yeah. you see that, like, he, his eyes drop and he just goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, this week he'll face a Buffalo team that's allowing the, the highest pass to run ratio in the NFL, given, uh, what kind of their personnel dictates. Uh, Buffalo has, has also now allowed QB one performances to Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, and Andy, Andy Dalton, uh, which are obviously very difficult opponents. I'm not trying to, to degrade that. Uh, and only Marcus Mariota has scored fewer than 15.78 points against the Buffalo Bills. So I think I think Bortles is still in a really good spot. If you picked him up last week, then definitely roll him again this week uh, with, with confidence. I will say before moving on to any of the other guys, I think you and I both agree, Denny, that Ryan Tannehill is in a really good spot this week too. But yeah. he's just he's he's not available. No, he's not widely available. But yeah, I mean that that Texan secondary, first of all, it's banged up. Secondly, it's been really awful, especially on the road. Yeah. Um so Bortles would be the top guy to, to kind of look at and play this week. Another guy that I like, I'm going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, New England's really interesting because they're not inefficient against the pass. Uh, advanced metrics actually like them because they can create turnovers. 
Um, but quarterbacks are still doing well in terms of fantasy points scored against the defense. So far, only Brandon, Brandon Whedon hasn't scored over 16 fantasy points against New England. Uh, again, though, part of that is because they face Ty God, Big Ben, Andrew Luck, and Bortles. I mean, they're not, it's not a murderer's row worth of, of quarterbacks, but it's, it's certainly not uh, easy or, or, or poor quarterbacks that are facing them. Uh, the Jets are huge underdogs, though, in this game, so I think we're going to expect them to play from behind, and a guy like Fitzpatrick, who kind of has that DGAF attitude towards, towards throwing the football, yes. with two really good weapons at wide receiver, that's, that's the important part, too. I think putting that together, you know, I'm not I'm not one that likes to chase garbage time, but I think in this case I'm okay with chasing garbage time in this particular matchup with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, we don't, you know, a lot of times we, you know, stream streaming streamers, they they we don't have the option of not chasing garbage time. Right. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're choosing from from a pool of everyone. Yeah. If that were the case, we'd be playing Carson Palmer this week. We would. Yes. Uh, okay. Now we're going to get into some crazy, crazy talk. (laughs) Everyone's listening. They're like, okay, yeah, Fitzpatrick, that's good. Yeah, I can can get behind Blake Bortles. (laughs) Um, So the next guy, Denny, is Brian Hoyer. Hey, yo. Brian Hoyer has three straight QB1 performances. Top, I think he's been top 11, actually, in all, in the last three. You know what the crazy part is, Denny? He's, he started one game. Out of those three games, yeah, that's incredible, right? It's absolutely insane. I mean, we saw him saw him coming in against Atlanta, and then we saw Ryan Mallett like leave the game against Indianapolis, and then just for what I mean, Which he is, just didn't go back in, right? Wander away, yeah. And he just pouted on the sideline. It was great, yeah. Um, but he scored seventeen or more points in each of those three contests, uh, and again, he's only started one of them. Uh, the reason for that is DeAndre Hopkins, who's an absolute animal. He's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins rank 19th against the pass according to number fire metrics, uh, but they but they also improved drastically within that metric because of what they did to Tennessee last week. Um, the Dolphins really, if you look at their fantasy points against, you might be a little bit turned off, but they really haven't faced anyone. Um, so I, I think that's a, another reason why they, they're they kind of attractive is because advanced metrics, schedule, schedule adjusted ones don't like them. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at what they've done fantasy points against, I think people in your league are probably going to be turned off by that because they're going to see the red eighth or whatever they are against quarterbacks. Right. Um, again, I would play Tannehill over Hoyer, but I think Hoyer's in a decent spot. Not only that, the Texans are throwing the ball more than any other team. They're running more plays than any yes. other team in the NFL right now. They're running at an absurd pace. Uh, so I think just putting it all together... I don't. I, I don't think Hoyer's good. I really don't. But I think in this situation, in this offense, in this matchup, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to feast again this weekend. And obviously, if he does, then Hoyer's going to benefit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, maybe a, an easier way of saying this is, um, well, we're streaming DeAndre Hopkins against the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, if if you think DeAndre Hopkins is going to score a touchdown, then Hoyer's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, also, as far as uh, plays per game, yeah, Houston's running a ton of plays per game, and Miami's giving up sixty-seven plays per game to opponents, which is the seventh most in the league. Yeah. So there you go. I could I could totally see Hoyer being a decent start again for the fourth straight week. Uh, but if you want to dig even deeper than that. <laughs> If you if you wanna if you wanna go with if you wanna degaff with a degaffer yeah Zach Mettenberger so Denny and I Denny and I were talking about this we 
Tuesdays we go back and forth and chat and we yell at each other and stuff. That's why we're more tame on the podcast. And we don't argue as much because we've already done our arguing. We should we should post our chat transcripts to, to LateRoundQB.com. Yeah, today's would be not suitable for work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we were talking about kind of deeper streams and, and such. We actually got into Nick Foles and Josh McCown. And at first, Denny was into McCown. He's off McCown now. I'm still kind of into Nick Foles, which is hashtag a terrible idea (laughs) (laughs) because because we know what Nick Foles has done to me in the past which which was the worst fantasy football experience of my entire life dude we Um, can't we can't do that to the brand we just no I don't think we can dude but Nick Foles man like he's not in a terrible spot there's a high over under he's a favorite he's at home hey that's the exact same formula that we used whenever he was horrible against the Steelers he's gonna throw 12 passes against Cleveland yeah yeah that's definitely the fear is that Gurley's just gonna run all over them which I think is going to happen which is why I'm not I'm not really pimping Nick Foles um which I should never pimp Nick Foles no uh but Zach Mettenberger man uh, to me, I think if, you, if if people are digging really, really deep, they're either looking at Zach Mettenberger or they're looking at Landry Jones. And I would assume if you were to throw that out to people, I would assume probably 90% of people would choose Landry Jones. Would you agree? Yeah. My, my fear with Landry Jones is that he's not very good. Mm-hmm. Like, at least with Mettenberger, he has experience. He's shown... That he's been okay in, in the past. Remember last year, Denny, our one of our best picks was Mettenberger against the Eagles. Against the Eagles when he went for three forty five and two touchdowns. Yeah, that was I mean, he's he's been I mean, we should hashtag get Zach Mettenberger on living the stream. That is what should happen. And, and, once once he's done being the starter in Tennessee. Right. I mean, I you know, look, he's lost every game in which he has played or started according to these uh, according to his game log. So, you know, real football wise probably not great fantasy yeah. wise i'm i'm in i'm into him i'm totally into him dude me too so so the falcon like you brought him up and I, at first i just kind of like brush it off like atlanta's been decent against the past this year as compared to other years but really i looked at, at at i looked a little bit deeper they're kind of a situation like we just talked about with the dolphins where they their advanced metrics look horrible mm-hmm. but their fantasy points against look okay mm-hmm. but if you dig in they faced sam bradford when when that offense was was frighteningly bad. They faced Eli Manning, Brandon Whedon, Ryan Mallett, and then they got destroyed by Brian Hoyer whenever he came in. And then they and then they faced Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees. So that that to me is not a a, a good set of quarterbacks so, no, at all. Yeah, and definitely. And so, so Mettenberger, I'm looking at his game log uh, against the the Texans, despite the selfies and JJ Watt's uh, uh, subsequent hate. Um, he threw for 299 and two touchdowns against the Texans last year. Uh, he also, you know, he lit up the Eagles. He he did well against your Steelers, uh, 263 and two touchdowns yeah, against that. them on a Monday night. So, yep. um, he, I mean, there's a history. He he has a history of production I, I, that that is undeniable. I, I would love just long term, and you know, I would love to see this guy land at, in a starting gig somewhere. Oh, I, you're you are such a Mettenberger apologist. I ridiculous. am, and I have been. I have been for a while, but he, yeah. is, I think this is a game that he could throw like forty five times. He could throw like maybe two picks, maybe three, and still post nice numbers. I think. Yeah, yeah, but so I mean, like seriously, like with the with the Falcons defense, like they they look okay in terms of fantasy points against, but schedule adjusted metrics. Our, our numbers at number fire peg them as the 25th best secondary in the NFL. Wow. So they're, they're definitely beatable, 
despite the fact that they may look decent in terms of fantasy points against. Um, so I, I'm actually, I don't mind Mettenberger's um, uh, uh, pass catchers at all. I think that they're, because they're talented enough. And Doriel Green-Beckham is, is finally getting more snaps. He saw about 40, I think it was 46% of them in week six. Mm-hmm. And he's gradually seen, he's he's gone up in, in percentage of snaps played every single week this year. He's actually one of my favorite, like under the radar waiver wire ads this week. Um, but I think I think Mettenberg is in a in a pretty good spot, and I would play him over Landry Jones. Yes. So that's that's where we're at. I, I think if if all else fails, sure, go get Landry Jones. He's he's in a decent spot. Uh, I think I would put him in the same level kind of as Nick Foles because I think the Steelers are still going to have to run the ball with Le'Veon Bell and use him a lot. Um, and I understand that the Chiefs' secondary is putrid. Mm-hmm. But again, Mettenberger has proven in the past that he is a valuable asset. Yeah, I mean, or can be a valuable asset. Yeah, I, I, I will be starting him in, in at least one league, just so everyone knows. Nice. All right, uh, Denny, talk about your tight end streamer this week. Yeah, it's uh, this week is Kobe Fleener. Um, the Colts play a Saints team that, when you adjust for strength of schedule. Uh, they are allowing 20 PPR points to opposing running uh, tight ends. Uh, now, I, I know that um, Dwayne Allen is a, is a problem for Kobe Fleener. Um, uh, this, his splits are basically he's a top-end option when, when Allen is not in the lineup, and he's barely usable when Allen is in the lineup. Now, however, he's running a whole lot more routes, and... Um, and this game projects to be, I believe, the highest scoring of the week um, as of right now. So um, I think that you know the, the Colts will score a ton of points against um, really a, a, a terrible Saints uh, defense all the way around. It bad against the pass, bad against the run, bad yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so you know you're plugging in Fleener and and um, you know you're you're hoping for maybe maybe six targets, maybe eight targets from Andrew Luck. Um, it's, uh, it's not, not ideal. I get it. I get it. But, um, I think that, I think that he's, he's a viable streamer. I think that he, he could see as many, as many targets as, as any other streamer this week for sure. Yeah. I'm totally, totally for that. Uh, he, he caught my eye as well. Uh, my, my tight end streamer that I'm going to mention is the combination of either Eric Ebron or Tim Wright. So if Ebron ends up playing, then play Ebron. If he doesn't, then Tim Wright's not actually a bad look because there's no one else there. Um, Minnesota's a slight favorite, meaning we could see a little bit more volume in the passing game for Detroit. Uh, and this is kind of especially true because their, their running backs are banged up. Um, you already had, you had Amir Abdullah leave the game. I think he'll probably play. Um, but uh, Zenner like, died, basically. Yeah, out for the year. In that game. Yeah, that was really sad. Um, and then uh, Theo Riddick is obviously not a, a workhorse back. Uh, the Vikings have been pretty good on the outside against wide receivers, but against tight ends, they rank 23rd in the league. Um, and actually, these two teams played in week two, and Eric Ebron had 10 targets and five catches for 43 yards in the touchdown yeah. against against the Vikings. So I think I think Ebron's in a pretty, pretty interesting spot. So if you can get him, uh, do it. And then if he doesn't play, just make a make a late swap for for Tim Wright, because I guarantee you no one in your league is looking at Tim Wright. Probably not. Guaranteed, I mean, guaranteed. Yeah. he did score. He did score last week, though. Yeah, I think he he saw maybe five targets. It was something. I'm a I'm a Tim I'm a Tim Wright truther. Oh my god, you are. Oh, when when he was traded to where? where, where oh, to New England. 
to New England. Yeah, I, I was yeah. so excited as that as that number two tight end there, and then and then he scored a touchdown in like his first game for, with them. It was amazing. Well, yeah, I love Tim Wright. Tim Wright was so good his rookie year for Tampa. Yeah, I don't, so good. Yeah, he was our. I think he was like our a staple for us that year. Oh, that, oh yeah, oh yeah. Tim Wright would be great if he was a a, a, a guest on the show. Please come on, Tim. Yeah, we need to make a list of guests so that we can just call them up and have them come on. Oh, Niles. Tim Wright being one, Niles Paul being another. Yeah. Be awesome. Uh, all right, so that's Eric Ebron, Tim Wright, Kobe Fleener. Quarterbacks, we have Blake Bortles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Brian Hoyer, and Zach Mettenberger. And if you really, 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 really want to dig deep, like if you're in like a 36-team league, go with Landry Jones and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then defenses, Washington as the number one, Atlanta, and the New York Giants. There you go. All right, Denny, we got some Twitter questions because we always do. All right. First one, do we trust – this is from at a focho – I'm not saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it. It's been a really, really long day, and I think I'm getting a cold, so I'm, I'm, I apologize for being stupid today. Do we trust Tannehill this week over Bortles? Mm. I would play Tanny over Bortles. I think. I you know, I I would go Bortles. Okay, I, so we we were of no help there. Yeah, sorry, but it, I'm sorry if Allen Robinson plays. If he doesn't, then I would go Tannehill. Okay. Next one at FF Dynasty 101. On a more fantasy note, which running back are sneaky streaming plays this week? I don't want to rely on Crowell. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, a, a running a running back streaming play. Well, I mean, like theoretic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Theoretic's fine. Yeah, I'd... Kristen Michael. Oh, you know who might be decent? Um, Turbin. Sure. I'm... I mean, what, what is a running back streaming play, Denny? No, well, that's that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. Um, it's, not a, it's not a thing. Uh, yeah, I know. When I when I hear people say I'm streaming tight ends, I know I'm streaming running backs and wide receivers. And I think, well, your team must be a total and complete debacle because <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's the opposite. But um, uh, but Turbin, I mean, Turbin got got good run last week. Yeah, Dexter McCluster. Oh, God. I, I actually, I'm saying that. Actually, you know what? Dexter McCluster is my guy here. Dexter McCluster for, for, for this answer. He's playing more snaps than any other than any other running back on that mm-hmm. team. They're going to be playing from behind, which means he's going to be on the field. He could. See five or six targets. Yes. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Next one at Bo dot dot. Is it time to drop Mike Wallace for Doriel Green Beckham or Stefan Diggs? I can't imagine that you're using Mike Wallace. No, that's the thing. You got to look at like that. That's like very few instances. Am I sitting there and I'm like, like if you can if you can find that production off the waiver wire, you don't need him. You need to look for upside for guys that are hopefully on your bench. If you're starting Mike Wallace and. This question doesn't even matter because you're not winning right no, now. No, and and also Steph Stefan Diggs is uh, the best receiver in Minnesota, so probably mm-hmm. I would drop. I honestly I would drop Wallace for Diggs. I would drop Wallace for either of them. If I'm if I'm being honest, it, Diggs Diggs is a, a better short term play. I think I think DGB is a better long term play. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm with that. Okay, next one at Captain Carl Drogo. He says that was really well read, by the way. That was that was good, despite your illness. I think you did okay. Yeah. Who are some guys y'all are targeting in season long leagues? Is buy low, sell high, and where do those players get haircuts at? 
Uh, two guys I wrote about this this morning or last night uh, in 15 transactions. AJ Green I like as a buy low mm-hmm. um, because I think owners his, his season long numbers don't look terrible, but his owners know how how much of a roller coaster it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also I love Eric Decker as a buy. I know that he scored a touchdown in every single game this year, but that Jets that Jets passing game has such a good schedule upcoming. Yeah, and I, I looked even a little more specifically at that. The matchups upcoming favor number two receivers more than they do number one receivers as well. So I'm like, I'm so pumped for Eric Decker. Uh, a good call, by the way, on uh, on Calvin. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, last week you you t- you definitely changed my mind, and um, you know, I think he showed what he can do in in a favorable matchup. And I mean, he you know he's not Calvin of old, but right, he's still, not still 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 can be a dominant guy in, in the right spot. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because I fought. I fought the good fight last last week on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for Calvin. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see. Um, next one at Myron Isaacs is Ben Watson a one week wonder? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Real quick. Um, <clears throat> so last week came out of nowhere. It, he um, Watson had played seventy five percent of the Saints' offensive snaps in every game leading up mm-hmm. to last week, and that's fine. That's good. Whatever. Um, but he had not seen more than 7% of the team's targets until last week when he saw 18%. Right. Uh, and that, to me, just reeks of a total fluke. And I'm not, yeah. chasing, I'm not chasing those points. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come close to chasing them either. The, the thing that's crazy with Ben Watson is that, like you said, Denny, he's on the field all the time. All the time. Like, he has such good snap percentages, and, but he's, just, he's not a, a, a reliable pass catcher. Uh, next one at James underscore Gordy finding less margin for error paying up at QB and DFS cheaper quarterbacks are giving similar points. Can you discuss criteria for cash? Um, I actually did that article last week mm-hmm. and it showed how crazy quarterbacks are this season. And if you're not ahead of the trend, then you're probably not doing well. The fact is, is that the elite quarterbacks who you usually would be spending up on cash, there's only one this year that's been reliable and that's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you really should dip to, to as to as min price as you can go with feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, with maybe Carson Palmer as more of a middle cost guy, but Carson Palmer's—I mean, keep in mind Carson Palmer's cost started really low mm-hmm. because of his perceived value entering the season. So his cost isn't even ex- like extraordinarily high. So yeah, I mean, I think in, in in cash games, you know, it's always been a go big or go home kind of strategy where you're or, or pay up or stars and scrubs, not go big or go home. Uh, a stars and scrubs strategy. I, I'm dude. I'm sick. This is this is me being sick. Go big or go home. <laughs> so yeah, like if you're if you're using a stars and scrubs strategy, um, go with Brady or go with a, a, a Dalton's been super cheap. That those kind of Bortles and so on and so forth. That's really what you should be doing. Yeah, you know I. I uh... Feel free to chime in here, but I I feel like Philip Rivers has become maybe like my cash game quarterback for right now. Uh, yeah, Rivers is in a great spot. That's because they can't run the ball. Yeah, right. And, and I just you know he's throwing a bunch of really dinky passes. I mean, you know, I think he has like six point nine yards per yards per completion or something really low. But he's he that's all they can do. They, yeah, he he also has six point nine children per wife. Right, which is a that's that is a that is a high, a high statistic that stresses me out just thinking about it. 
But yeah, no, and, and so Rivers is mid price. He's not low, but he's mid price. I I see him as a cash game guy. Yeah, we can yeah. out. Yeah, he's he could he could end up being a really sneaky like number one, two or three overall quarterback in fantasy. That's what I I said on Twitter yesterday. I I think that he's in the discussion for for the guy a guy who could end up as the QB one. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, by the way, second least efficient running back in the NFL according to number fire metrics, ahead of only CJ Anderson. He's hashtag not good right now. Yeah, it is not a good situation. Uh, this next question is from at N Hoffenberg. Is Watson a, t- a tight end streamer candidate? No, we already talked about that. Who would you rather have in PPR, Kristen, Michael, or Darren McFadden? Michael, man. Yeah, I mean, you have to go Michael. The the thing with, with McFadden is that he did see, I think, like 10 targets or something crazy like that the last time they played. But I think that you kind of have to go with the guy that's going to get more groundwork, which is going to be going to be Michael it sounds like I think you just you know what you're going to get with McFadden and and you know the the truthers out there have convinced me that you we don't know what we're going to get with Kristen Michael if he ever touches the football yeah ambiguity is a, a, a good thing it's not a bad thing and always a bad thing in fan when, when the cost is free ambiguity is amazing mm-hmm. wow I need that t-shirt yeah that is it someone we someone aka me should make that on a t-shirt for our shop such a deep t-shirt jeez uh, at uh, Grogankle, that's that's. <laughs> Gee, can you say that on air? <laughs> that's, that's 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 not that's not correct. Uh, would you trade Alshon and Lamar Miller for Antonio Brown? He's loaded at running back and could use some roster space. Oh God, I, I'm not I'm not against that. I love Alshon. Uh, I talked about Alshon as a guy that I think I thought could ha- could like lead the league in targets this year at one in our bold predictions podcast. Um, but he the the Bears' upcoming schedule is kind of brutal for their passing attack. Yeah, it is. It is, and and, and I mean, I like Lamar Miller too. I, I just I think Antonio Brown once Ben's back, he's going to be back to being a top two wide receiver. I feel like rest of season, you're giving up uh, an RB one and a wide receiver one for the second best receiver on the Steelers. I said it. I said it. Wow. Yes. So so would you would you legit you would you would hold with Alshon and Lamar Miller? You're such a dick. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> You're the God, absolute worst. I'm so sorry. I I'm going to regret that so hard. You are. You are. It's going to be amazing. Even this week you're going to regret it. <laughs> here's my here's my bold prediction for this week. Antonio Brown scores double the amount of PPR points as Martavis Bryant, and that's with or without Ben Roethlisberger. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't even hurt you if you're wrong. If, if I know if, if Martavis goes off for like 180 and two touchdowns, then it doesn't matter. To it you. doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. It's an amazing feeling if that happens. Oh, anyway, let's go to the next guy at King YY. He says. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> he says, "Drop Romo and live this this full stream, or keep streaming until he's back, and then use him the rest of the season." I mean, have you been using him? Yeah, but why? Like Tony Romo shouldn't be rostered. No, like, if you've rostered him this long, though, it's it's like to the point where, like, sure, just keep him on your bench because it's absurd. I, I dropped him before he made contact with the ground uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that hit. So. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold Romo if it's a normal league. I mean, if it's some like three quarterback league, then hold him. Uh, at Polish Tweeter, what are we doing with J Matt these days? I'll assume you'll say hold, but if a trade is possible, what return can be expected? I mean, like if someone thinks that Lamar Miller's not real, then yeah. I'll do that. 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to give you this. Like, he even, polished tweeter, you even know what our answer is going to yeah. be. And it, it is to hold and then to just talk to your own, to owners in your league. The, I mean, see, see how they feel. But also, the hate for Matthews is so real right now. Mm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, it's visceral. Like, if he found the end zone even just once in the past couple games, then it wouldn't it wouldn't feel like this at all. I mean, his I mean, I really believe that his number one supporter, Davis Maddock, has betrayed him and d- denied him three times before the cock crowed. So yeah, uh, he's he's no, it's, it, the the perception on him is he's not hardly even a usable. Yeah, uh, it's it's really bizarre to me. I mean, he's still getting decent volume. I mean, PPR leagues, he's still you know a high end wide receiver three. Low end two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... I don't know. Next one is at EddieA79. Kristen Michael or Dante Moncrief in a 12-team standard flex? Moncrief. Moncrief all day. Moncrief's going to go ham this weekend. Yeah. Uh, this next one, C, at C Carrasco underscore the second. Assuming he plays, where would you rank Ty God versus this week's suggested QB streamers? I would play him over all of them. Me too. He's in a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Next one at Mark Breeze, Briss actually, because his last name is Brislin. Have AJ Green Cobb on by and sitting at two and four. Start three wide receivers. Have Watkins, A Rob, Decker. Who do I target in trades? Whoa. 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 First of all, Decker is going to be playing for you. Yeah. Why, De- why don't you have Decker in your lineup? What is? Yeah, I mean, Decker's playing for you, but I don't... I mean, Watkins doesn't sound like he's going to play. Pick up Robert Woods, for the record. Yeah, I mean, so Robinson may or may not play. I don't... You know, that's tough. Uh, who, who, who do you target in trades? I wouldn't I wouldn't target in trades, necessarily. But just check out the waiver wire. Get a guy like Robert Woods. See if, see if Stefan Diggs is out there. Get those kind of guys that can be fillers while these, while these gentlemen heal and have their bye weeks. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, I mean, Cobb is such a disappointment. He really is. Man, you know what's funny? And I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm not really against zero RB or anything like that. I mean, I personally think that there's still it's still smart to invest in a running back, especially if you're in the front half of your draft or a top five pick, and then go wide receiver heavy if you're not. Right. Um. But everyone's just trashing running backs right now. Wide receivers have not been that good in the first three three or four rounds. They haven't. You have Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Matthews, Jordy Nelson. I understand got hurt, but that's all part of the risk with running backs, right? That's what part of the the reason all of this exists. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb, AJ Green's been okay. That's fine. Calvin's been okay. That's fine. But there's there've been some some legitimate busts. Kelvin Benjamin that that people are just kind of ignoring because it, it helps the narrative. I think the the real lesson is that this season it just sucks if you drafted players in the beginning of your draft. Yeah, I mean that's why I mean we've joked about trading down, you know, like like <laughs> like just collecting like fourth round picks or something. But that, this that, year would have worked. That's no joke. This year you would have been dominating. Yeah, this year would have been insane. Next one at Derek Flom, he says, "Any recommendations for controlling slash reducing projectile vomiting, or just let it, or just let it happen?" No, you know what? You got to let nature take its course, and you know, I mean, it, you can make a game of it and measure how far the vomit goes. Go, oh, oh, four feet! That was amazing. That, that, <laughs> that broke my old record of three feet and, and ten inches. So yeah, I mean, you make a game of it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 
It's fantastic, Denny. We want. You know what, guys? Okay, here's here's the picture contest for this week. Picture your take a picture of yourself projectile vomiting. <laughs> uh, I by the way, guys, I love I love uh, like references. Like I know some of you will throw in references, like like what will help me not not throw up all over my shoes this weekend. <laughs> And it just makes me picture you just, just watching the game and just getting sick. Just watching, watching Jamal Charles tear his ACL, just throwing oh. up on your shoes. Yeah, like yeah, and and uh, and the scene from Sandlot on the on the uh, yeah on the ride on the ride, ride. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Man, we could make a, a real, like a sweet montage like they did in Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> where we just have, where we just have fantasy owners in their living room. We just keep cutting to them throwing up whenever something happens. <laughs> oh, that'd be incredible. There's so much vomit on Foles Week. Oh my god. Oh, so much vomit on Foles Week. <laughs> you don't even. You don't even. My my wife still recognizes Foles Week as one of the most depressing things that's ever happened to her husband. L- uh, listen to this podcast for vomit takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next one at chief underscore arrowhead trade woodhead for Lacey. No, no. Half point PPR zero points per pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, uh, I w- wait. You would take you would take Lacey or you would take Woodhead over Lacey? I I mean, who, the um, McCarthy said the other day that said yesterday that you know. This is not this is not like a temporary thing. Like like Starks is better right now, so Starks is gonna play. Yeah. I mean part of it though is still the, the ankle. Yeah. But I I, I mean, this is a, we do this every podcast. There's at least one or two questions where like this is our philosophy differences. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I can't give up I can't always just give up on a guy like Lacey. I would I would take Lacey and a half PPR over Woodhead. I will say that I I'm in a league where um, I got offered Todd Gurley last week for for Lacey, Ooh. and I took it in a heartbeat. Yeah, Todd Gurley's about to go ham and, the next four weeks, and that was that was before Lacey flamed out against uh, San Diego. So, uh, so if I mean I don't know, you know, if people like that name, like Lacey's name, and don't really get that Gurley's about to go berserk, then do, do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This next one is from at Andrew Schmidt 24. Have Mariota and Tyrod with zero starting NFL quarterbacks on waivers. Do I go find a trade or drop Mariota for Met if he's out? Yes, yes, drop Mariota for Met. And then he says, also keeping in mind Tyrod's buy is next week and Mariota could be out multiple weeks. I'm 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 a guy like I like playing week to week. I, I still do. Mm-hmm. Because like I'm fine with looking ahead and saying like okay maybe I can lock in like a Joe Flacco who we know kind of how he performs and stuff but so much can change week to week at even the quarterback position as we're seeing that I don't I don't think it's necessary to think so deeply about this because Mariota could play next week you know I mean we have no idea so there's a lot that can change and then in a worst case scenario just target a team in your league and and force a trade of a bench player for for a quarterback sure uh, next one at Chillin four one one. Cool man, cool handle. <laughs> that was mean. That was, that was mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chillin. I'm sorry, Chillin. That was very very rude. We'll we'll send you a tweet and and kiss and make up. Mm-hmm. 
Is Bortles still a streaming player? Is he a solid enough quarterback one that's worth holding on through his bye? Great question, Chillin. That's a good question, Chillin. Um, <laughs> I I think it depends on your league. Like I I mean, like my home league, for instance, has a very very short bench. So there's always quarterbacks available. Like someone dropped Cam Newton. Oh, and I picked him up. So like it's just I mean there's. There's situations like that, and I actually ended up dropping Ty God because I had Cam, and Cam has a sick schedule. So, like, there's situations like that that go on. I think if your league, if there are people rostering multiple quarterbacks, it's fine to hold on to Bortles. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Next one, Books 31. Which two wide receivers? Martavis Bryant, Dante Moncrief, Mike Evans, Vjax, LaFell, or Diggs? I mean, is LaFell in the conversation? I don't Probably not. I'm going to say Martavis and Moncrief, and I guarantee you, you would too. Yeah. Um, also, do I play Lamar Miller over Justin Forsett or Mark Ingram this week? I would play Miller over both. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Next one, what's good is his handle. All right. Uh, standard League, Hyde Sneed, Kristen Michael. Which one goes in the flex in week seven, and which one hands out candy at your house on Halloween? Mm-hmm. I think you probably are going to want to play, if it's PPR, I would play Sneed. Yeah, Sneed has uh, a really good matchup against Darius Butler. Uh, yeah, who's horrible. Who's really bad. So, yeah, uh, Sneed. Uh, and then I, I, who would, who, do you want Carlos Hyde or Christine Michael handing out candy? I mean, I would say Christine Michael because if by chance there is a Christine Michael truther, in my neighborhood, then they would freak out, right? <laughs> yeah, they would be true. like, oh, my God, and not like, oh, my God, like, my God, Christine Michael is my God. <laughs> and, you know, and they would they would absolutely just, just shat, like, shat themselves. I feel like Christine Michael would just eat your Halloween candy, though. <laughs> By the way, um, Christine Michael looks like he's 46 years old. Yeah, he's got the LeBron and Greg Oden disease going on. He's, 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 he does not look young. Yeah, I mean LeBron looks like he's fifty five. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that Brandon Whedon is Kristen Michaels' grandpa? People forget that. I knew that. People, but people forget that. It's it's an easy fact to forget. Yeah, and, and actually though, Kristen Michael is Matthew Stafford's dad. And if you disagree, you're racist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Next one at Oakland. Ian, Oaklandian. You can't do Oakland with Ian. That doesn't make any sense. Oakland Ian? Oh man. Five one zero. It's hard to it's hard to say. Gotta re gotta rethink that handle. Gotta rethink it. Uh he's in bye week hell. Pick up two running backs off waivers to start. Riddick, Kyrie Robinson, McCluster, or Sankey. Standard. Woo. Heesh. I guess Riddick and McCluster. Yeah, I I think you have a good argument for McCluster. I can't. I mean, it was an art. I've, okay. I mean, he's your favorite player in the NFL, so we'll go with him. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, next one at CD Seltzer thirteen. Hey, CD. Rank the brand: Vintage, Puller, Schweppes, Canada Dry. Um. Uh, okay. A vintage, Canada Dry, Puller, Schweppes. Schweppes is garbage. Get it out. Just get it out. Of wow, <clears throat> man, that's some hot takes. Yeah, those are those are takes. Uh, at Mario Football One, pick three for point five PPR: Decker, Sneed, Richard Matthews, Jordan Matthews. <clears throat> Decker, Sneed, and J Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Next one, at 80 underscore J-Rod. Got Buck Allen for a dollar. Thought Forsett out. He thought Forsett was out, but <clears throat> who's the best waiver wire pickup over him? Starks slash Hillman, Diggs, LaFell, or either Marvin or Matt Jones. I don't know which one. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> I would say Hillman. Yeah, well, who was the other running back? Uh, Starks. I kind of like Stark. I mean, I know it's like I know it's totally reactionary to be like got to get Starks, but I'm gonna be reactionary. <laughs> okay. Next one at Zach underscore Dennis. Please rate these tight ends rest of season. Ebron, Asj, Rudolph. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the reaction that mm. that anyone should have is mm. Rudolph is definitely last. I say Ebron. Yeah, me too. Uh, this next one. <clears throat> at jcolp72 better haircut for halloween the Derek carrier antonio brown's tetris top <laughs> or or the OJ, obj sonic boom and then he put a picture of odell beckham with guile from street fighter which was pretty on point that's funny uh you know honestly i know Derek carrier's hair is like a nightmare i get it but i've never really even like conceptualized what is happening with antonio brown's tetris hair i it's amazing it I mean, it is, it is, uh, t- you know, it is the worst haircut I've ever seen, the worst <laughs> hair I've ever seen, but also the most intriguing haircut I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it's like, um, it's like abstract art that you like hate, but you can't stop looking at. I, I, it, yeah, I'm going with, with him. Um, I, I, like, I think. I think that Antonio Brown's hair with the Steelers Bumblebee uniform is one of the greatest pairings of all time. <laughs> it's so ugly. Uh, this next one is at Jonathan S. Foyer. He said, which dad beer would you take overall in a dad beer fantasy league? This 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 was so good. This league is also PBR. <laughs> I thought that was pretty creative. That's good stuff. So a dad beer. So it would it would be a light beer probably? Yeah, Bud Light. Bud Light, okay, but like, okay, what are the candidates? Bud Light, Miller Light, other light. I mean, is there another light beer? Yeah, Coors Light, but it's not real. Cor- horrible. Oh God. Jeez. Actually, no, Miller Light's the one that's horrible. I mean, no, Cor- whoa, whoa, whoa. Coors Light, Coors Light's better than Miller Light. No, Coors Light is the beer of your Republican uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 no, I I refuse to acknowledge. Bud Light's, Bud Light's easily the best of the three. It's not even close. I mean, but you're saying, but a dad. So we have to discuss this further. But I'll, I'll go with Bud Light for now for dad beer. I feel like I feel like uh, a dad beer is like Straub or something. Stra- I never even heard of Straub. Yeah, it's like like it's just like random, just random beers. Oh, but uh, um, like. Like Natty Ice? Yeah, like... I don't know. Something like that? I don't know. All right, this, this we've gone off the rails. Yeah, okay. This next one, uh, at Double A Cantu. Is Green an interesting streamer rest of season, even with Gates back? I actually think Ladarius is a, a deeper tight end streaming play this week against Oakland, who sucks against tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell you how many pass routes Ladarius Green is running, but that data is no longer accessible to me. 
because Boom. because some site out there restricted their access. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, this next one is at Crimson six eight seven. Would you give up seltzer water to allow or seltzer to allow David Wilson and Dennis Pitta to come back and become fantasy assets? I'm you know honest. I'm I've mourned. I've vomited. I've shower cried for weeks. It's I'm I'm over it. So no, I wouldn't. Woo. No, I'm taking. Look at I gotta have my seltzer. I mean, you well, know. Speaking of mourning, Denny, this next one is at Eddie underscore straight. He said, "Choose one." To this is to you. Buried in respectable attire with a Derek Carrier haircut, or buried <laughs> or buried naked with a normal cut, and and you have an open casket funeral. <laughs> this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you have to have a Derek Carrier haircut for forever. Forever. Well, not really, you know, because you're going to be a skeleton in, you know, some amount of time. Um, I'll go with... Um, this is really morbid. This is this is so morbid. Look, you can't... Okay, no. I'm going to go with the Derek Carrier haircut because... <laughs> Because I don't want to do that to my family. I, I don't know. God, this is ridiculously morbid. Yeah, could you just imagine like your family, like your your children later in life being like, yeah, my dad passed away and I saw him naked in his casket. <laughs> oh, God. This, this has gone – this has taken such a dark turn. I don't like this podcast anymore. Yeah, we, we should – when you're done with this, everyone, delete this pod. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then unfollow us. Um, the next one is at Bryant ATC. He said, is Starks officially the back to own in Green Bay or do you view it as a 50-50? I view it as Lacey and I think you view it more as a 50-50. So you think Lacey will, will resume that role eventually? Yes. Yes. I do. I'm not confident about it, but I do. I would, I would agree with you if Starks had been mediocre or, or bad. Yeah, Starks is fine. I mean, like, okay, he had that one really big run. He wasn't a phenomenal outside of that run. No. That's that's where that's really like the I don't know. Starks is good though. That's the problem. Like he's he's like Lacey, and I think that a lot of people would agree, Lacey has been fortunate to play in that offense. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely. Definitely. He wouldn't be anything in any other offense. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty hot. Oh, is that, is that too hot? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, my, my microphone just kind of <laughs> burst into flames. I mean, but he's just like a fat guy. I don't. It's pretty hot. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I'll tone it down. <laughs> this, this next one is at the commission UCFAC. Um, is there ever going to be an Anchorman style brawl, brawl between you guys, the zero RB people, and the VBDers? <laughs> no, that's funny. But you also have to throw the first round quarterback people in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I well I, I think we can almost assume well, VBDers are more like fifth round quarterback people. Right. They're they're uh, they're Matt Ryan owners. The 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 they're the tepid. The, 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 it's not hot. It's not cold. It's just you know, get a guy who you're gonna hate yourself for for 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but there's some overlap though with with us. Like like I know you like zero RB. Like there's there's some, like I would fight with zero RB over I would fi- over fighting with VBDers any day of the week. I would just, any day of the week. I would just take the pitchfork to the first round quarterbackers. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually true. We'll just we'll we'll get the baseball bats and just hit them. For I the think team. everyone should because it's it's just I mean it, yeah, there's not even there's not even a leg to stand on 
Oh, it is such a bad take, Denny. It's it's so all and it and it's so predictable every August. Every, every every single freaking year. Every it is it's it's un it is unreal. Because it be, you know, but it hinges on this. What if he throws sixty touchdowns? Right, every single time. Well, then then you you did well then, I guess. But <laughs> Like congrats for for predicting an anomaly. Yeah, congrats on predicting the most amazing thing that's ever happened in football. Right. Sixty. Right. You know. I mean, it, it's it's the most ridiculous. And, and trust me, I hear. I mean, I hear an insane amount when when I'm I'm pushing my my LRQB agenda. Like, part of me wishes that my handle wasn't late round QB anymore, just because I. The questions that I get are so off the wall, and like the, the hate that I get anytime like Aaron Rodgers has a good game is just crazy. Right. Well, well, but yeah. But it's just it's such a bad take. How is it? Like this is like five years in a row now. Like, can we stop? Here, here's basically the take. What if player quarterback X is better than elite? Right. 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 What if that, he, that, that's the take? That's it. What if he is the elitist of all time? Right. That's that's legitimately it, and that's what people thought with Andrew Luck this year because he was getting Andre Johnson and Frank Gore. And and by the way, this is not two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, and by the like, by the way, like, what what was like? People are gonna think like the logic. Didn't, sorry, I'm getting. I'm, I remember, I'm sick. This is this angers me. This gets me so fired up. You add a running back piece when. The number one thing that correlates to fantasy success at any position is, is touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You run or you get a running back piece that can run the ball on the goal line in Frank Gore, and you then say that Andrew Luck's going to get better. Explain to me how that works. Mm-hmm. What, what would be better is if Ahmad Bradshaw was a running back because he was running so many freaking spider two wide bananas close to the goal line, <laughs> catching like forty five touchdowns at the five. That's better for Andrew Luck, not Frank Gore. Yeah, like, not, it just it blows me away. People were saying he's going to throw for six thousand yards this year. Right, Frank Gore taking it off of right guard three times at the one yard line is going to do worlds of good for Andrew Luck. That's how yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is the logic? Oh, hey, we're going to add a thirty-five year old receiver while we're at it, who's congrats. been bad for three years. Yeah, congrats, congrats. Woo, that felt really oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. That felt good. Uh, this next one, at Myron Isaacs, what do you think about Delaney Walker rest of the way? He's all right. He's fine. I I think he's a, I think he's a tight end one. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Next one, uh, at Doe underscore Anson, Landry Jones, or Landry Jones, Jarvis Landry, I'm assuming, or Steve Smith Sr. for flex in a half-point PPR. You got, it has to be Steve Smith. I mean, he's just, he's just getting unbelievable. He is. He is, but I really, really, really like Landry's – uh, matchup this week. Oh, uh, I do. Um, okay. I don't. I, don't I, would try, to... I would try to get. I would try to get both of them in. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. this next one is a great comment. Uh, at Grizzly Blair, he says some jabroni websites like ESPN are advising <laughs> people to pick up Toby Gerhardt as a quote RB stash. I, I'd rather stash Travis Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Good, t- uh, that's good, a good, tweet. good tweet. I'd rather stash Denard Robinson if I have to choose a. Oh yeah, Denard's better. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Hendy LA. Matt Ryan or the top streaming quarterbacks this week? <sighs> Gotta go, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. This next one at uh, E Anna Mellet. 
Iana. Okay. Trade away Decker for Breeze. Have good wide receiver depth. Thanks. No. Please no. Please no. You don't need you don't need Drew Breeze. No one no one in fantasy football needs Drew Breeze. And when you trade for a player, that means you need that player. Exactly. Uh, this next one, there's three uh, four more. At BTR three three one, which NFL head coach is most likely to drink seltzer water regularly? This this is easy for me. Oh, were you gonna say Jeff Fisher? No, Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy. I could see that. Oh, of course, because he wears that stupid visor. Like I can see him sitting in a golf cart on a, a summer afternoon, drinking seltzer water while his buddy's chugging a beer. I I'm I'm into it, Mike. Let's do it. Okay. Next one at Geigertron. Which of these rounds, one to six picks, should I feel saddest about? C.J. Anderson, Jamal Charles, Mike Evans, Jordan Matthews, Devontae Adams, or Jonathan Stewart? All of the above. I don't know. All of them. I'm sorry. It's, that's that's rough. It's just terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about my C.J. Anderson love. Uh, I mean, I know I'm not the only one, but my God. I mean, it's, I mean, it was it was logical. It, uh, it was, I guess. It was. It was logical. Next one, at Griffin Post. Drop Amir or Matt Jones for Starks? Yeah. Well, no. No, I wouldn't. No. Next one, at Dad Runner. How much fob are you spending on Starks or Diggs? Or and Diggs? I, I really want Diggs, uh, but I don't think people are going to pay a huge amount for him. Me either. So, I think there's still I I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't go nuts on Starks either because there's a buy this week too so not as much many people are gonna yeah be on him yeah good call so low low amounts nothing nothing insane ten percent tops let's say is that fair mm-hmm. all right Denny that does it for the questions let everyone know where they can find you at uh, CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter and uh, check out if you want a DFS newsletter in your inbox every Thursday. Uh, check out DraftDayConsultants.com. Uh, it really is a hashtag solid newsletter. Nice, nice. And you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB uh, and my work over at NumberFire.com. And as I say every week, I have another podcast with a better host. It's called By the Numbers and it's uh, part of the FanDuel Podcast Network. And you can listen to that. We drop it every Tuesday afternoon because it's quicker than it, we get it. We even release it faster than this one, Denny. Yeah, it, this never stings less. <laughs> I thought it would, but no, it doesn't. You know, I'm kidding. You know, I'm completely kidding. It doesn't have the same feel as this one. Right. Well, and guys, enjoy this this combo of me and JJ for the next three weeks before I'm replaced. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Good luck in week seven. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share.